0: Welcome to Adding Fuel to the Hire, a podcast for hiring managers and job seekers across all types of dealerships. With over 20 years collective recruitment experience, Rowan, Tony, and Phil draw upon their knowledge to help you navigate through the recruitment and job hunt process. For more information, head to our website, addingfueltothehire.com. Welcome to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. Uh, I'm your host today, Rowan Coe, and today I've got uh, Phil Lyseter with me. How are you going, Phil?
1: Good. How are you going?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Good. Today we're talking about hiring for the service department, mm. so busy department within the dealership. Yes, certainly. And uh, comes with a lot of challenges for finding sure. the right people, so why don't we dive right into it and, uh, and, and start talking about it. So... Uh, the service department, obviously, a lot of positions make up the service department. Um, why don't we cover off on some of those uh, and, and uh, some of the challenges within each of those roles?
1: Yeah, look, um, service departments, obviously, it depends on the dealership you're in. And the, the, there's a there's a million different setups. Generally speaking, you'll have a few technicians. Um, if you're a truck dealership or a car dealership or something like that, you'll probably have a service advisor as well. Um, interestingly, in a lot of agricultural dealerships, I've found that often tends to fall on the service manager. Um, just in terms of the, the customer contact and that sort of thing, and then you'll have a service manager as well, generally. Um, so there's variations to that. Uh, if 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 you've got quite a big department, you'll have a foreman or a workshop manager or something like that. Uh, maybe even a few service advisors as well. Um, it really depends on your demand and um, you know how how work flows through your service department. Really.
0: Yep. Okay. And uh, and I think it's uh, it's fairly well known that. Hiring technicians, uh, both heavy diesel but also automotive yep. uh, technicians, is a challenge. Yeah, uh, and I think we'll go we'll we'll do an episode dedicated purely to hiring technicians. That's but, right. Um, I guess touch on briefly about some of those challenges with technicians, and um, yeah, let us know your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, so the number one challenge is there's just not enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's just not enough people that have come into the trade over the last few years. Um. I think that's the main issue you really have. Um, the other thing is you know market rates are really really competitive. Um, I've talked to a lot of particularly heavy vehicle dealers and agricultural dealers in particular that have said look we want to pay them more but we physically can't yeah. because if we pay them any more then we're not we're losing money doing service and we need the service department as a business unit to obviously be profitable yeah um, so there's there's two challenges to it you know there's the, the one side of it is there's just not enough to go around for everyone. And for everyone's needs to be satisfied. And the other side of it is, um, you know, the pay rates have really been pushed up. Yes. Because of that, you know, there's such high demand and such low supply um, to the point where a good technician can choose where he wants to work. Mm. Um, They can choose what they want to do, they can choose the brand they want to work on, they can choose whether they want to go into mining or whether they want to work in a dealership or wherever it is. (laughs) And um, they'll generally get the money they're looking for.
0: Yep. And um, I guess what are what are some opportunities around finding technicians? Just briefly, um, you know, uh, where can people find them? Uh, there's got to yeah. be there's <laughs> got to be some. I know that there is a, uh, yeah. a shortage, and and you know they're hard to find, but there's got to be some out there. Where where can people find them that maybe
1: they haven't thought of previously? Um oh, look that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> if I knew the complete answer to that, we'd be very rich <laughs> um Good apprenticeship programs is 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 one thing um treating your current mechanics really well is another thing um giving them vehicles where you can um that's a big bonus because that's you know thirty forty thousand dollars they don't have to worry about in terms of car repayments and that sort of thing. Um, overtime. time, um, when they do do overtime, make sure you give them penalty rates. Yep. Um, don't say, "Oh, you know, we'll give you a higher flat rate," but then you give them forty hours of overtime a week. Um, it's that that that's not very attractive to a lot of guys. They want to, you know, when they do do extra work, give them some overtime. Um, if there is a break breakdown roster that they get um, scheduled on for, make sure they got you know a flat at least you know two hundred dollars or something like that as a bonus um, just to start, and then obviously. Anything they do on that breakdown roster is, is again, on penalty rates. So um, there's a few things you can do to attract them. So um, it's hard to find them because they're often in full-time employment. Um, A lot of the time they are happy if they're really good and they've got the right package. So it's about enticing them into something that they haven't got at their current role.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk service advisors. Yeah. Um, Not every dealer has them or has a need because, as you said, some dealers use their service manager or might, they might have a service yep. clerk or something like that. Um, but uh, what, what are some of the challenges in finding a, a good service advisor for for dealerships?
1: Um, oh, Look, service advisors I found um, are great to deal with when you've got a good service advisor. They're good with their phone. Um, they're good to talk to. Um, it's It comes down to flexibility a lot of the time. Um, so service advisors are extremely prevalent in automotive dealerships Um, if you are say a heavy vehicle dealership like a truck dealership looking for a service advisor um, being open to bringing someone on from another dealership industry um, Mm -hmm. will make your life a lot easier so yeah um, there's very few service advisors that specialize you know just in trucks for example Mm.
0: and also um Automotive have traditionally had a very high level of customer service. They're very Correct. highly um, um, scrutinised on that, yeah. and you know a lot of incentives are based on that. Yeah. So I think it's it's fair to say that most automotive service advisors have, have probably a higher um, level of customer service than perhaps a heavy vehicle um, service advisor who, who hasn't had that scrutiny on that, because not, not a lot right. of uh, truck manufacturers or... or uh, tractor dealers uh, look at that uh, customer service uh, Correct. Score. So, correct, correct. Um, you know, having not having that scrutiny means that they haven't had to improve on it, whereas automotive have over the years. So That's right. Hiring somebody that comes from an automotive dealer could actually bring in a whole new level of customer service to your clients. That's that right. Maybe they haven't experienced before, and yeah. I think it could be a good option.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, you know, if you just look at sheer volume, you know, a truck dealership might have – Twenty to thirty ROs come through in a week. Um, some car dealerships have forty to fifty cars come through a day. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, just volume wise, and being able to keep a cool head when it does get even busier than that um, is really, really important. Obviously, if you're from that car dealership background, and then anything that gets busy for you for a truck dealership, you'll be you'll be able to handle because you've you know you've been there, you've done that, you know what it's like to to push through ROs and to to push through customers while still being extremely polite and giving them the service they want. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, service managers, uh, yes. probably the most frequent role we recruit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly. Yeah, yeah. W- why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I think so a lot of service mage- service managers obviously start off as technicians. Um, that's often the path they take. You, know, you yep. start off as a technician, then you might go into um, like a workshop foreman or a workshop manager type of role, and then you move up into a service manager's role. Um, I think sometimes maybe people are <sighs> working on the tools is one thing and then working behind the desk is another, um, you know, they might think they really want to get off the tools and, you know, they, 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 just want to sit behind a desk and you know be more desk bound and that sort of thing. It's easier on your body at the end of the day. Um, and then once they get into it, it's, I've heard this a lot. I'm not making this up. Um that they say, oh, look, it's actually easier to work on the tools yeah, because you don't have people calling you up, complaining to you at, you know, 8 o'clock at night or on the weekend or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big aspect to it. And I think a service manager's role tends to be quite demanding. Mm. Um, in a lot of industries, they for for a lot of customers, they're the first point of contact. Yes. Um, especially if they're longstanding customers. Um, this pertains more so to heavy vehicle dealerships. Um, where you've got businesses that have bought from this dealership for years and years and years, and so they just go through the service manager because they know we've got such a big account there. They know us. I know them, and so you're 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 pretty much all, always on call. You know, um, there's so many service managers to do 50 to 60 hours a week, uh, week in week out. So uh, it's a demanding role. Yeah. You know, and,
0: and some of those more senior service management roles or roles at a larger dealership are probably more business focused than they are technically yeah. focused. So. Uh, quite often you may not need a a qualification or previous experience as a technician to be able to do the role because it's it's mostly about growing the customer base and making sure the customer service is to a certain standard. So, you know, there's a lot more that goes with the role than just you know, being able to manage yeah. mechanics, which yeah. is probably more of a foreman's type position or workshop controller where you're on the floor that's managing right. the workload and, and distributing that work around.
1: That's right. And I think service managers, now that I think about it, I think service manager roles are probably the most widely spread role I've had in yeah. terms of duties and responsibilities, but also in terms of salary. Exactly. I've seen anything from as low as sixty to as high as $120,000 a year. Yeah. So um, it's, you know, I mean, that's, double <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yep. a big gap you know yeah um, so the roles vary so much as well
0: yeah it's definitely not a one size fits all mm. uh, is it for the title service manager correct
1: uh, so yeah there
0: is just so much more in it and it varies on what your industry is
1: yeah yeah and it, it varies on department as well how, how, how big it is you know you might have a department where you've got three mechanics uh, an administrator and then it's the service manager or you might have 15 mechanics uh, two service advisors and then two administrators and a warranty clerk that's, you know, those are two completely different you know, completely different roles essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I want to talk about, um, I guess, overall challenges with the service department and finding people for them. Uh, given that it is such a high demand or, or it's really hard to find people for that department yeah. on your technician side and then being able to offer that good customer service, what do you think, um, I guess, is uh, – Obviously, being able to find those people and and acting quickly is paramount. Um, What do you say to that? What what sort of, uh, I guess, improvements could people make to their process to be able to make sure that they're going to be able to fill more of those
1: service manager roles?
0: Yeah. um, Service department roles. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Look, um, speed is the number one thing, I think, um, in the service department. Um, Service department or service employees in general are in very, very high demand. Whether that's in heavy vehicle dealerships, car dealerships, or in mining companies, um, you, you, you—if you really want to secure those top guys, you have to be very, very quick. Um, you don't want to take too much time in the process. Um, the other thing you want to do is you want to make sure that the money you're offering is is uh, on par with what they're looking for. Make, a lot of service department guys i found are very honest with what they're looking for. They say, look, this is the money I'm after. Yep. Um, this is what I'll accept, um, you know, and often they have they have a choice. So um, lowballing them when they say, you know, I want 100K as a service manager and you lowball them and say, oh, I'll give you 75, yeah. you're probably going to lose them. Yes, exactly.
0: So I think um, another opportunity to be able to, I guess, increase the number of candidates that you could look at is hiring outside of your current industry. So, yeah. Uh, not being uh, not having those blinkers on and just looking, if you're in a truck dealership, not looking for somebody who's just come from a truck Correct. dealership, being open uh, with some other industries as well. So uh, we've already mentioned automotive, uh, could be agricultural or yeah. heavy equipment, um, mining equipment, something like that. That's right. Um, being more open-minded about people from those industries can make it easier to find yep more options for you to consider for the role.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've always thought, you know, particularly with the service department, make a make a list of things that you that you really, really want, um, write down your non-negotiables and then draw a line under number two or three and say, right, these are my true non-negotiables. This is truly what I really need. And anything below that I can sort of, you know, I can compromise on that. And um, a lot of the time I, I always say, look, you know, try and you know, look beyond your own industry.
0: Yeah. Exactly, and also uh, maybe even looking outside of dealerships. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, a non-franchise workshop or, uh, yeah. you know, somebody who's worked at a, a, as a RACV um, mobile mechanic or something yeah. like that. You know, they've got skills. Yeah. I'm sure they may not tick all the boxes for the dealership, but they've got enough skills there and the qualification to be able to step in there and start learning. Yeah. And if they're looking for a long-term career, where they can work their way up through a department, then that is a good opportunity for them.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the one example that we always come come that or for me at least always comes up is um, people who've, who've grown up on farms. They did their mechanic trade on a farm somehow, um, or they got it accredited through you know um, prior learning or whatever it is, and now they want to get into a dealership. You know, they've worked on agricultural equipment for 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and now they just want to get into a dealership. So it's don't 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 discount them. Um, you know, um, take a look at them and have a talk to them. And you've also got service coordinators um, yeah. who've worked for large, you know, like
0: leasing companies or even um, fleet truck fleet companies. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different types of positions that are somewhat similar to yeah. dealership-type positions uh, that may get overlooked in the process. Yeah. Uh, and you may discount those people when they could be quite suitable for the role. Yeah, that's right. So I think uh, that pretty much covers everything for what we're going to talk about just in general for the service department. Yeah. Um, we, as I said, we, we do have a future episode coming up just around mechanics Correct. and technicians and uh, some of the tips and tricks you might uh, use to try and find some of those people. Uh, so keep an eye on the podcast feed for that in the future. Uh, but for now uh, we'll say goodbye and we'll catch you next week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. If you have any questions or you'd like to hear us talk about a particular topic, why not send us an email at podcast at com. If you like what we do and would like to support our podcast, please leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. For further information, please visit our website, addingfueltothehire.com.